Hi, it's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist, I'm a neuroplasticity therapist, and I'm the founder of Rocksteady. Today, I am interviewing Maya from Canada, and she is one of my Rocksteady members who's gone through the program and found deep healing despite numerous diagnoses. You may be familiar with some of her diagnoses being BPV, labyrinthitis, Maldebarkment, MDDS, persistent postural perceptual dizziness or triple PD, um, and vestibular migraine. So there's a kind of a, a bag full of lollies there in the, the medical goose chase of answers and labels and diagnosis. And Maya found the rock study process to be really supportive and she volunteered to give a case study. So welcome to the call, Maya. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. So just off the call before we hit record, Maya was sharing how she had the very familiar goose chase and seeing many, many doctors and specialists being on waiting lists, uh, years passing and being told, you know, your brain hasn't adapted yet or, you, 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 you know, you're not, you're not there yet. Your, your brain is still compensating. And, and Maya felt deep in her heart that there's got to be a different way. Like, why aren't I healing? And that, at that point, I think, was when she found the rock study process. Maya, do you want to talk a little bit about, you were sharing with me off the call, but do you want to repeat some of that about how that just that first two weeks of beginning the rock study program in those early modules, how there were some really big changes in how you started to view your body and how you started to change your belief system coming from so much vestibular therapy and seeing doctors and treatments and then shifting into the rock steady path. Can you talk a little bit about that initial landing and what you learned and what you found beneficial? Yeah, so um, basically, um, you know, like you said, I had just been going through a, a lot of the different uh, uh, physio and uh, seeing doctors. And um, so I went wholeheartedly into the program and I really, I felt that this was going to, to really help me. Um, so actually a year before that I had, you know, because I was doing my own kind of research on um, these different symptoms and uh, I had come across you on, you know, your website and YouTube. Um, and I actually had done the, the week long uh, program that you offer mm -hmm. and it really helped me um, a lot. Um, and, you know, I kind of continued on and all that. And um, so that was probably like 2020. And then 2021. So I was still having some, you know, residual kind of symptoms and daily symptoms, like all day kind of. And then 2021, I had a big uh, BPPV attack like at the end of the year I was going to physio um right away for that and uh, upon reflection i think and learning more about uh, your program um what you teach us you know we need to settle the body first before doing any kind of uh mm. vestibular therapy um, but i went that same day and I think that kind of shook things up too much for me. And I kind of froze and because I was, it was just like too much. 
Um, but anyway, and, and then 2021, um, or let's see, that was end of 2020. And then 2021, the beginning in February, I had another BPPV attack and um, going for physio, but you know, he's wonderful at setting the crystals back in. So that was great. But then there was always that other stuff and that wasn't getting better. And sometimes I felt that was getting kind of worse. And inside of me, I was like, well, something's not right here. So then I revisited, okay, I got to get started with this rock stay program. So that's when I went in. Um, and then after finishing module one, so about two and a half weeks of the program, um, I felt better than I had in the previous two and a half years when all of that had started. Mm -hmm. So this was like massive for me, you know, to have such a big change in such a little time. Um, so that was my proof right there that this program is exactly what I needed and, you know, continue to use. So for me, um, what really helped me was your explanation of what is going on biologically, um, the specifics of it. You know, for me, that was really key because I understood now, okay, why do I always have these symptoms? They're, they're always there. You know, even if it's a little bit worse at times or whatever, they're always there 24 seven. Why do I have this? Um, so you gave the explanations, okay, what's going on uh, neurologically um, and in the whole, you know, the whole system. So that really helped and it helped me to, to gain that confidence that I needed that, okay, it may take a little time, but uh, I'm going to put all my trust that this is going to work and that this is going to help me. You know, I just need to, to rebuild that confidence in myself and in my body. And um, so at the beginning of the program, you know, like I was telling you, for me, I really love doing the, um, the neck tension release every day. And I would do that. Like I did several of the exercises, like the balance scan. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that, so like I was telling you, with doing that, the, the exercise, the neck tension release. And so at the beginning, you know, it's a little cautious still. So I was just, you know, moving like this. But then what you explained is that because the body, the brain just needs to, um, I can't remember the exact words, but like it just needs to start moving again so that it can relearn these these pathways again and so I trusted in that I trusted you know in in what you're saying and that if I'm feeling a little bit off when doing these exercises that's okay so that was key because I, I felt safe that it it doesn't mean that something's wrong and that I need to stop yeah. that because that was kind of the message that I've been you know repeatedly getting 
from the the ENT and uh, with vestibular therapy was like you can make small movements but don't do too much because then you know like uh, these crystals could come out again and and it didn't sit right with me. It it sounds like the um the first three years of your condition or two years as you were navigating the medical model and the physiotherapy model and kind of mainstream conversations and mainstream professionals and therapists, there was an element of fear associated with the diagnosis, a lot of unknown about the how to recover, and also perhaps feeling a little bit dismissed with what you were feeling and kind of, it should get better, it should resolve, the brain should sort it out. So there was just a lot of missing elements in the conversation. And it sounds like by the time you got to Rocksteady, you were really ready to learn about how the ears, the eyes, the brain, the spine are all communicating and how you can best support those messages to be emotionally safe and centered and to rebuild and reestablish balanced, healthy pathways. And that's really what you were then learning to implement um, as you chose whatever exercises you chose from the program does that summarize a little bit about what you feel you felt in that early stage yeah so definitely felt safe you know and so like I said by the end of week two you know I said okay I'm gonna do this and I I looked right up and looked down and at the beginning okay it was a little bit still of the sensation not quite right whatever but I trusted, okay, that's normal. And I told myself, you know, that's normal. Um, and I encouraged myself to let my know, myself know the, the, my body that it was safe mm. and that it's normal. And then after that, um, and I mentioned to you in my letter, was that on some other level, you know, just that act of doing that, it felt like this, a huge release. Because that gave me that confidence. And then, um, yeah, and then, you know, like I'm fine to look up and down now and I have full and range. And you've normalized it. And it's like we have to be brave and courageous and willing to feel a bit not quite right mm -hmm. as the brain establishes emotional safety and builds a new normal. And I think sometimes people just don't know the how. They kind of know what they want to feel mm -hmm. and they know what they don't want to feel. And there's all this confusion in how to get from A to B. And the reality is, as a doctor or a physiotherapist cannot give you that information because it's so personal. And each person builds their neural pathways in a very individually tailored way to the point that I don't even know how people heal. There's a process of self-questioning and self-study and self-investigation that helps us answer those questions and neurologically have that physical, mental, emotional, spiritual support that really is the basis of the Rocksteady path. Did you find um, any of the emotional aspects of the Rocksteady program confronting or supportive or how did you find, I call them the invisible pieces, the mental, emotional, spiritual. It's really moving beyond the physical, which is physical postures, physical diet, physical treatments. How did you find the mental, emotional, spiritual inquiry? Well, I think that's a, like a huge part of it, you know, because I feel and believe that, you know, underneath it all, there is that aspect that needs to, to be addressed, especially if an issue is like with all of this 
you know, or anything, you know, if it's chronic, there's usually like something underneath that needs to, to be looked at. Um, so, you know, another big part of that from the beginning was I really put my heart into just focusing on my desired feelings. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, because especially when we're having all these kinds of symptoms all the time, sensations, um, and even when we're starting to do more of the exercises, those sensations can come up as we're doing them. And so I really learned while doing those exercises or just doing daily activities, which was, you know, a little bit more challenging at the beginning, but as time went on, it just became the more normal was to just to stop. And when I felt those sensations to really be okay with it, to really be present with them instead of not wanting to think, okay, you know, why am I having this? I just want it to go away. Yeah. You know? Because that, because my whole intention too was to really to love myself, yeah. to be, you know, to really love myself on a very deep level. And that means allowing those sensations. And I would think of my inner child, you know. Yeah. So if I'm doing exercises and or whatever, a daily activities and I'm feeling sensations, would I tell that, you know, my child, would I say, hey, you know, uh, just do it. It doesn't matter what you feel, you know. No, I wouldn't. I would say it's okay. Yeah. You know, and I would comfort her. And I would let her know she's safe and that what she's feeling is okay. And that, you know, I'd encourage her. And so that was what I was doing for myself. And that really was huge. Yeah, thank, um, you. thank you for sharing yeah. that. It's just such a beautiful, simple, deep dive example into the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of healing. You know, sometimes there are these parts of ourselves which very well could be our inner child or inner infant or inner tantruming toddler. And who's going to care for that? It's living inside of us. We're feeling it. And it might be manifesting through the body in aches and pains or physical sensations or symptoms. What's the underlying conversation that our body wants to have with us? And are we brave enough and willing enough to go there and be the adult and mm -hmm. be the supportive person and to hold loving attention and presence in that uncomfortable place? And I know for me, it's so powerful when I do that. And there's that you know, resistance in me perhaps that might not want to go there sometimes. I might want to push through and ignore it and tell myself, no, I shouldn't feel that. Or come on, I've been there. I shouldn't, that, that, that part of me should be done by now. I've spoken to my inner two-year-old, so my inner two-year-old should be fine now. You know, all of this kind of avoidance strategies that we're so clever at constructing. Am I willing to just stop and talk to my two-year-old a hundred thousand times? Am I, am I going to love myself enough to let all of those vulnerable parts of me be welcome and be held and be loved time and time again. And as a mother now with real human children, I can really see the parallels in, you know, we don't sort of look at our children one day and say, no, you've had enough cuddles, <laughs> no more cuddles. <laughs> like, no, we don't say that. We keep giving them cuddles. We keep reassuring them. We keep listening. We keep being the adult and holding that loving attention. And I think that part of the Rocksteady process is really learning to direct that unconditional loving care 
back into all those parts of us that may have been abandoned, neglected, rejected, and unloved over the years. So bringing all those pieces back. Um, and so that's really part of what we're talking about with this mental, emotional, spiritual parts of our wholeness, of our being human. Um, and it's like the symptoms are kind of up here as those little alarms or little markers that might draw our attention. But then when we go deep in, it's not really about symptoms anymore. Did you notice that for yourself, Maya? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so just, you know, really committed to practicing the, the self-kindness, mm. uh, no matter what, you know, and uh, being that support for myself, um, being supportive to myself, no matter what. Um, and um, there was something I wanted to share as well, because I believe in synchronicities, you know, and um, I think that the more in tune we are and, you know, really connecting with our, with our inner, whatever you want to call it, inner wisdom, inner spirit, then, you know, things will just more, there's more greater flow. And so I remember, so more, this is something more recent. Um, so I had an appointment to go to and it was coming up in a few days and I was feeling, so sometimes, you know, we can have these nervousness feelings, kind of these yucky feelings that we might have from time to time where we feel a bit anxious about it or, you know, it's all fear, right? Mm -hmm. Stuck somewhere. And so um, I listened to, because you have all the tons of, uh, recordings and so what I do sometimes is I just uh kind of ask myself okay which one do I need to listen to today instead of just in order and it was the perfect one that I needed to listen to because you were talking about um visualizing you know yourself in front of you and you being supportive to that person so I was picturing myself, I'm going to do this. So I sat down and did the compassion hand. So one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly. So really holding myself. And I pictured myself at that appointment, sitting there and my adult self going to that, well, myself going to that person there and giving her the confidence saying, you know, you got this, everything's going to be fine. Um, you're wise and, you know, just really encouraging her. And until that part of me sitting there felt relaxed and felt confident. So I just kept doing that. And I felt that that was so powerful because all those kind of fearful, kind of anxious feelings that I had before that, they just melted away. Yeah. So there is a power, you know, and that is something that was really helpful for me with this program is because I've done like, you know, I'm into a lot of spiritual stuff and, you know, self-development and all that. And I listen to a lot of different, you know, teachers, well-known authors, and I love listening to it and reading their books, but something that was I felt was always missing is that like the missing key, the ingredient is what I got from you, is that, okay, so you have these 
sensations or emotions that you have that come up and okay a lot of people say well just to notice them feel them yeah, um, yeah. but what do you do with it like to process it because I would find that okay I acknowledge it I observe it and I let it be there I'm not judging it but then somehow later it would I think I was like without knowing repressing it because it you didn't actually deal with it. I, I totally I totally agree and hear you there I think there can be an element of suppression yeah it's accidental right with many mindfulness practices or meditation practices or I even had a client recently who alerted me to a really really interesting dynamic um, and she used the term I don't like self-soothing but I can sit beside and hold and what it turns out and I thought hmm, that's interesting it turns out what she was saying was well actually when I think of self-soothing it's really me trying to get rid of it and it's like, isn't it interesting how we can twist language and twist therapies to really just be the same old resistance pattern of some kind of avoidance, suppression, distraction, avoidance. But the rock steady process really invites us to feel through it. It's a very concrete feeling process. There is no avoiding. It's gentle. It's willing. We're in control every step of the way. And those beautiful examples Maya gave they're not directly from the Rocksteady program. They're skills she developed for herself in her own time. There's innovation. It's, it's very um, tailored to the moment. And what do we do to get from A to B? There's only so much mindfulness and noticing that we can do until we get to a point of having to then take actions. The then what? Well, what now? I've noticed it's there. Now what? I've given it loving attention. Now what? And that's where I think the rock study process has all of those tools and structures to give guidance that um, that many therapies are giving tiny little pieces, but not necessarily putting it all into context that flows and that's meaningful. So it sounds like you've really um, committed a lot to the rock study process and program and that, that, and that your healing speaks for itself that you mentioned earlier that you, you had very little confidence and symptoms all the time every day for for a couple of years and and now you're experiencing moments when the symptoms are really in the background not you, you're back to life you've got your confidence and you can do most things and it's it's, it's a huge improvement yeah it's and you know it's you know looking back I can say like it was like my life had kind of pretty much stopped for two years well wow. you know like like it did, you know, like I couldn't do like just small things, you know, mm -hmm. you know, or everything was like, you know, little, little small things like from brushing your teeth, like you would be like, of course I'm brushing my teeth every day now, you know, but I, I, with that strong symptoms, you know, or taking a shower, it was like, you know, like yeah. the balance or like cutting vegetables, like just small movements. And it would be like up and down and like, you know, it, it, everything was so challenging. And then that's what I was saying, like after two weeks of the program, it was like this whole, like an energy just like lifted away, like with all this fear. So it was like, it was like I was saying to you before this program, 
was my miracle because you know it was the answer to my prayers and because you teach us that we are our own miracle you know it's us that have to we can do this you know yeah and we are responsible for our healing and and it's possible for all of us that we can all do this yeah, and, and what I'm hearing from you is also that when we're most symptomatic and in the fear cycle and in the goose chase and looking for someone to answer our questions, essentially the most important relationship we have ever in our entire life is the one with ourselves, with our own body, with our own inner world and thoughts and fears and feelings and sensations. This relationship is where everything starts and ends. And when we're at our most symptomatic and looking for external cures or solutions we're really lost and we're not trusting ourselves. so that primary relationship is severed it's fractured and the rock steady process is all about repairing that relationship we have to ourselves to our body to our inner world to our ideas beliefs thoughts feelings emotions and little by little by bringing the connections back and bringing the clarity and the insight and reclaiming who we are in our relationship to ourselves everything else around us changes the outer world changes as we change which is why in the rock city community we're just seeing so many people posting about life and about how rocksteady is building their new normal but it really it starts here and then i think it ripples out that that effect mm -hmm. yeah have you got any examples for yourself in how you're able to relate differently in the world or how you experience the world differently now that you've kind of got this relationship back with yourself and this trust in your body? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, to other people, it might seem, okay, she's the same person or whatever, but inside, <laughs> like, I'm not the same person, no, you know? That's true. Um, like, everything has just, completely changed um so what I was mentioning to to you before you know um about listening to that inner wisdom which which we all have we all have that inner voice that inner wisdom mm. um so really trusting that you know because I think that this whole process too that was like a key thing for me was to to listen to my to in, in my own inner guidance and and to not be influenced, I think, by maybe ideas or, you know, beliefs that didn't resonate with me. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. That, and that changes everything because it changes how we choose to be in the world. Right. And so I, I'm really committed to, like, just to trusting that, to trusting my body, trusting that inner wisdom and guidance. Um, and then just like that, that self-kindness, you know, just really practicing that every day. And um, supporting myself in that way, encouraging myself and um, yeah, just being very gentle. There's been like this whole, uh, just so gentleness with myself, you know, yes. just, uh, I think that inner gentleness, you know, how I talk to myself, that inner dialogue has changed. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and I'm also noticing in the physical too, because 
you know, when we're brushing our teeth and we're braced and we're nervous and we don't want to knock the crystals or we don't want to get dizzy, we're, we're physically braced, which can lead to more headaches and more back pain and more neck pain and more jaw clenching. And as we get this trust in our body and we relax and we soften and we're gentle, everything softens and is gentle and our posture loosens up and um, we can look more approachable instead of like all tight and, you know, rough and... <laughs> afraid to go outside or afraid to engage in the world we relax and we soften in the world and it really does have that ripple effect as people see us differently Mm -hmm. yeah and and just like being more you know really present because I think like all of these I think with any kind of challenges but I think you know having vertigo and, (laughs) and these kind of vestibular issues you really learn to become present because yeah. you know what can you do when you have all these symptoms you have to to really learn to become to be present and to be okay with whatever I'm experiencing and that was huge for me right yeah. so to to learn to be okay with whatever is happening yeah. in the present moment so if I'm feeling great excellent if I'm having a little bit of symptoms in the background that's okay too so that that was huge you know to yeah. not to judge you know, but to, to be okay with what's happening. And um, I kind of uh, was kind of reflecting on this too. And then I think that this whole process, you know, I feel like if I give it a word, is like um, attuning myself to my wholeness, this oh, whole process. Yes. You know, and attuning it to my wholeness, because that's what it is, you know, and what you're teaching, right? By focusing on the desired symptoms rather than, okay, I have these symptoms. How am I going to fix it? You know, because then that's all judgment too. That's not being gentle and loving with ourselves when you say, well, how can I fix this? You know, trying to change something, but focusing on wholeness, you know, I, and I think that that's what this whole process is. And I think this is just for me anyway, it's spiral learning. It's like, there's no destination. I'm just constantly learning about my wholeness. It's such a dynamic, changeable force of nature. And my wholeness, some of it is incredible and strong and resourced and clear and beautiful and enjoyable. And some of my wholeness is icky and awkward and clunky and foreign and alien and prickly. And it's like, okay, so can I be okay with the prickliness? Can I, can I get to know some of the ugliness? Can I can I be curious and hold that kind of mature, grounded, earthy, loving space for all the different parts of my experience and my nature? Um, Rather than coming from that very linear perspective of I should be this and I should be that and I'll just cherry pick that feeling and oh, that's nice and I like that, I'll ignore that, I'll get rid of that, which is, it's again, coming back to judgment and it's really inconsistent with our human nature because we are so dynamic and changeable. And so having space for all of us and attuning to wholeness, that's a beautiful phrase. I couldn't have said it better. Attuning to our wholeness is the destination and it's constantly changing. And it's, and it's beautiful regardless of whether we're here or here or here or here, it's attuning to all of it from a place of wisdom. And and that's that's one of the things you know that I really learned in this program how to do was like I was saying that accepting all those parts of myself you know that it's normal 
to feel sad sometimes. It's normal to to be angry sometimes. You know, yeah. it's normal to be joyful and happy. All of these range of range of emotions, it's all normal because we're human beings. And that's what we're here to experience all of this, you know. And so that was like huge yeah. for me to like be okay with it and tell myself, okay, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this upset. You know, it's okay. And then going inwards and and then I liked what you teach us how to do, which was that key that I was kind of missing was you teach us, okay, um, find it in the in the body, where is it? You know, give it a, bring it out, a shape, a color and get talk to it. it. Get to know it. And yeah, and that, that was, and I do that all the time. So if I feel any kind of thing, you know, a little fear or worry about something I, I I bring it out and talk to it and it really helps yeah. this this it helps to transform it and, and that that's what I was going to say is like not only is it healthy and normal to feel things like resentment or anger or fear or envy whatever it is that's coming up where on this planet in this universe in the bigger world we're all interconnected and the reality is is it's not a perfect world it's highly likely there will be something out there that angers us and challenges our value system or be highly likely that at some point in our experience a very sad event will occur you know we have the ukraine war at the moment there is a lot of reasons healthy reasons to be feeling deep sadness on a global level at any given point in time it's almost like the conversation could be it's really abnormal to not feel and to numb out and it's unhealthy to not tend to those feelings and give them space to process and evolve and transform another perfect, perfectly used word. And, and I think my intention in the Rocksteady community and in our live calls and in our peer group, group and through the modules is to really notice our language and our beliefs and notice how some of the messaging we're getting is actually not suited for, for a living human being. And perhaps rather than trying to get rid of symptoms, a conversation needs to be, well, how do I meet the tenderness inside of myself? How do I support that tenderness? And how do I honor and acknowledge that I'm a healthy functioning human being for feeling that tenderness? And so it's really shifting the dialogue away from diagnoses and towards a normal, healthy, fluid human being, being human. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. I'm wondering if you have any closing words, any any little piece of encouragement that you would offer Maya a year or two ago. What would you say to her? I would tell her that, uh, you know, reassure her, give her that encouragement that she can do, she can do this, that, you know, because I was getting the message, you know, at the beginning of all this too is to, that part of this process was to listen to your inner wisdom, like to, you know, what we all have within us to listen to it and follow it and trust it. And um, to know that you're supported. And so I would tell her, trust in that, trust in those messages that you're seeing that everything is okay. And, um, I believe that, you know, for everybody, because we're all the same, you know. 
And if she feels like, you know, I can't heal, I can't get better, I've got vestibular migraine and triple PD and labyrinthitis and mal de Bachmann MDDS and I'm looking on the internet, the internet's telling me I can't heal, what would you say to that? What would you say to Maya that is feeling incurable? I would say that, you know, it's, it's normal to be feeling that way. You know, you've, you've gone through so much. Yeah. You've had these symptoms, sensations, and feelings. And you care so much for yourself that you want to get better. Yeah. And to honor that, you know, to honor that you care deeply about yourself and, and want to get better. And it's possible, you know, that you can... Just relax and um, trust that. Trust that the support is there, and it will come to you. And um, and I feel that that you know that, that the Rocksteady program showed up, you know, and that was there to to help me because you know what I really value about you and your program is that and whenever I hear you you know talking on the the group calls and your um, videos is that you you get us to listen to our own selves you teach us to to follow and to, to learn how to listen to our own inner guidance listen to our bodies so that we can learn how to support ourselves and to um, to rebuild those pathways and to support ourselves. So that's, it's really about, um, you know, not searching mm. outwards, but um, to going inwards. And I would tell her that, you know, you've gone through all of this, but it's all for a purpose. Mm. And at the end of it, you're going to, to realize the blessings and, each day, I mean, I wake up with so much joy. Mm. You know, I, 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 as I mentioned to you in my little write-up that I gave you, is I truly feel, um, I feel so blessed. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of these symptoms have, like, most of them have just gone or whatever is left is just like a little bit in the back. So it's pretty much nothing. And I know that that will continue to, to heal that little bit that's left, but it's pretty much gone. And so every little activity that I do, you know, I, I'm so amazed with the human body, yeah. you know, and I have always, like I have a background in biology too. And just, I'm so passionate about this neuroplasticity, you know, because like, I just think how amazing our human body is to, to heal. I, was just, I, yeah. I hear you and I totally feel, I think, equally blessed. You know, I, I share that journey with you. And I was just thinking the other day, like, do we grossly underestimate the human body or what? At, at a societal level, like, it really is an amazing vehicle and a sacred vehicle. It's housing me in this lifetime. How can I take care of my body? How can I honour the innate wisdom of my body? How can I listen and support my body? 
why isn't that conversation more front and center? Yeah. Baffles yeah. me. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say it baffles me. It feels like such a rich mechanism to, I mean, using the term superpower sounds too wah-wah, but how do we really find our strengths and hone in on our center and um, and listen to the compass of the body so that we can be guided not by our fear but by our pleasure and by what nourishes us so the conversation's no longer about getting rid of symptoms it's about well how do i nourish and how do i find pleasure because that's the other side of the equation that's the other side of the conversation yeah. <laughs> and that's it like when we focus on that our desires and our our joy, you know, and on our gratitude, that that automatically changes our whole, you know, chemistry and physiology, everything. It just it's automatic. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, every little thing, you know, I just encourage myself. So I'm dancing every day and I just you think of how amazing our body is. And and I know that. And I told myself to being able to heal all of this because I have so many symptoms upon symptoms, sensations with it. If my body could heal from this, which it did, you know, I can do anything. My body can do anything. It's it's miraculous. We all can do this. You've you got know? your power back. Yeah. You're no longer giving your power away. And and I feel like that's a really beautiful place to end this conversation. Um, and I agree with you, Maya, I believe that the human body in and of itself is mundane, ordinary, miracle. It's both. It's, we're all able to heal. We're all able to take our power back. We're all able to learn and learn what nourishes and pleasures us, find our supports. I do believe in synchronicity. Um, and for those of you listening who are feeling perhaps a bit lost or confused or powerless, helpless, perhaps you've got confusing diagnoses that you don't understand, um, have a look at the Rocksteady Path and process and see if you resonate and that if, if it feels like the kind of healing journey you feel ready to step into. Um, and actually, we, we spoke before we hit record, Maya was saying if her symptoms come and go, she can always go back into the program and take her power back again and again and again. So there's this resource that's sitting there and toolkit that can be used, you know, if we go through another challenging time for whatever reason in our life. And I think that's really valuable that we, we take a dynamic approach um, and we keep supporting ourselves and stay on the path. So it's, a little bye for now and I want to thank you Maya for your time. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to talk to you. Yeah it's been really a treat for me too. Uh, welcome to any listeners who are new to our community. You can learn more about me at seekingbalance.com.au. Um, join our Facebook group for beautiful conversations about healing and take a look at Rocksteady if you really want to dive in and have comprehensive guide and support for yourself. So it's a little bye for now.